Welcome, welcome to the 12th episode of the Revolutionary Star, broadcasting live and direct from Harare, Zimbabwe, to the comfort of wherever you are right now in our global world. Today is Tuesday, the 23rd of June, 2020, and officially here in Zimbabwe, we have now come to the end of 12 weeks, 12 to 13 weeks. And uh, we did it on a Tuesday because we're going out through the kinks. You're going to see some changes in the podcast. Our first uh, 15 to 20 podcasts. Our goal was to try and figure out how this whole podcasting thing goes. And then we're going to start bringing on guests. We have now done that. So formatting will change from now. It might not be on a Sunday. It might be Tuesday. We might be delivering every Tuesday and Sunday. And we will start having guests and other people and presenters besides myself, Super Cabral, representing to you as we move on to bigger, better things. But we appreciate the fact that you've been listening. Now, what are we talking about this week? It's just basically what's been going on in Zimbabwe. We didn't talk to you on Sunday and we never really caught up on the Corona COVID thing. So this is just a quick update. Um, This past weekend... Uh, our health minister, Obadiah Moyo, was arrested. And according to ZBC, uh, he got picked up on Friday. Some hoo-ha happened because apparently they're saying the president didn't know he got picked up. And then they didn't want him to be detained. So the police and uh, ZAC, which is the Zimbabwe Anti-Corruption uh, Commission, were trying to figure out exactly what's going on. It, that was pretty much the drama for the weekend. Uh, initially, the prosecutors uh, opposed Mr. Moyo being released on bail, but then some VIP status came up and then he ended up actually getting released uh, on a $50,000 bail. Pictures started circulating on WhatsApp with uh, a big-ass box filled with uh, notes that was delivered to the court. So, he was detained at Rosewood Police Station. Rosewood Police Station is usually where all high-profile VIP or any influential socialite type people get detained. Uh, whether it's ZANU-PF, MDC, socialite, whatever. I don't know why they like Rosewood Police Station, but that's where uh, the minister was detained. So, why was the minister at Rosewood Police Station? Well, the minister is said to have sanctioned the purchase of COVID-19 kits without actually following proper state tender regulations. Please note, this same charge is somewhat akin to what uh, another minister, former minister of uh, energy, uh, Stan Udenge, recently got convicted for two years, right? Same type of thing is just uh, public misconduct. It's alleged that uh, the government, through the Ministry of Health and the national pharmaceutical company, NatFarm, entered into a $60 million contract with Drugs International for the supply of COVID-19 materials. Some of these NatFarm directors have already also been arrested up now, right now. And the person who is uh, considered the lichpin uh, in this whole um, nefarious uh, proceedings is a guy called Delish Nguwaya. Let me repeat that. Delish Nguaya, also known as Chief. Now, Delish Nguaya, he breaks the toners. This is a, a regular Harare guy that's known a mover and a shaker, hustler. Uh, the definition of what boys the toners is, that's him and his crew. There are several crews that are like this, but he's one of those crews that run Harare. Now, I'm not trying to be on his ass. It is what it is. These guys run Harare. They're not really known. They're not really political. They're not anything that makes them money. They are into it. They are the Janimbis and the so forth. Of course, when it comes to the money and how much are they really worth, it differs between each of the cliques. But he is one of those guys. He's known as Chief. 
he's very well known whether you're a socialite whether you're a dancer artist or a club owner or a slay queen or some type of uh, uh, thought you probably have come across uh, Delish Maguire or his crew right and they usually hang out as well with political affiliated people or the children of high profile politicians chief is amongst a various clique or different groupings of these type of people they're they're, they're not a lot i'd say for the whole of Arari, you're looking at about maybe 50 to 100 people and those segmented would come down to about maybe 20 tribal cliques so he's one of them so Delish Nguaya himself uh, is also, well, he was in jail. He's facing fraud charges. Uh, uh, no, sorry, my bad. He was denied bail, right? Uh, but he's also in jail as well, be, being the middleman behind all of this. Nguaya is accused of lying to the government that his company was a medical firm in a bid to be awarded tenders for COVID-19 medical supplies to the health ministry using his company's drugs, Sago and Drugs International. So, the government alleges that Nguaya lied, uh, that drug was based in Switzerland, but in actual fact, it was only a consulting company with no experience in the manufacturing of medicines. Basically, it was a briefcase company. So, acting on that misrepresentation, the state is alleging that our health minister, Obadiah authorized a $2 million medicine supply deal through Natfirm. Why is then alleged to have done the same thing after getting that $2 million using another company called Drax International and won a supply deal now with $40 million. So this is how this uh, ish works. One of those lawyers were involved in this thing. He is uh, saying his the lawyer's name is Rubai. He's saying Drax never did anything wrong. And uh, according to the charge sheets that I've seen, and after talking with uh, lawyers, they're saying that most of the charges being leveled against these people will not stand in court. So basically, this looks like a catch and release type situation. But at the same time, I feel sorry for the Netflix bosses who also appeared in court facing allegations of approving the Drax International LLC uh, tender to supply and deliver medicines and surgical sundries to the government. These people are Flora Nancy Sikefu, she's 67, Charles Mwaramba, he's 78, and Roland Mzlazazi, he's 55. They appeared in court and I think these guys are going to jail. And I, I mean, these guys are just the four guys. I really feel sorry for them. Plus, they're really old in these positions. You just see how entrenched this patronage system has been. Sifeku is the Natfirm Managing Director. Tlathazi is the Finance Manager. And then Moramba is the Operations Manager. So Operations, Finance, and Managing Director all heading to jail for Natfirm. Now, remember, why I'm mentioning Natfirm is that uh, I never mentioned this on this podcast or any of the episodes. Our first lady visited Natfarm and uh, raised hell uh, at the beginning of the year. And after that, that's around the time when she was made health ambassador. So speculation is that somehow all roads lead to her. But there is actually no concrete evidence to point in that direction but of course uh conspiracy theories is theorists are saying that this can happen without a benefactor most people thought it was uh uh colin Mnangagwa, 
or shown Mnangagwa, but so far no evidence has been shown to link to the kids that are uh, uh, President E.G. Mnangagwa's kids. So a new variant came up recently where they're trying to point this towards uh, Auxilia Mnangagwa. I will comment about this later on and what I think, but I think this is an interesting case. So, Drax Consult Saju had written a, a letter of interest to supply Zimbabwe with medicine uh, under a $20, a $20 million facility. And these three uh, individuals at NAFAM are the ones that are uh, considered to be the guys who actually got everything done. All they needed was uh, the minister's uh, signature and approval for Treasury to release the money, but they're the ones who actually got everything else down per ground. So that's what we got from drugs. Now, how this is going to play out, like I said before, it looks as if most of these charges, they're not going to stick, right? So again, uh, we will have to wait and see how this actually plays out. Uh, because right now, uh, people are paying for blood. People have been trying to get Moyo fired. They've been trying to get Mangutla fired. So this is just another uh, nail in uh, a coffin that uh, Moyo had already had from the get-go. Uh, speculation added that before uh, Corona hit, people had been already paying for his blood. So uh, he, he, I'm, I'm looking at a situation where his days may be numbered right now. When it comes to that, Mangudla, for some reason, up until now, is surviving. I do not know what this man has because he has uh, helped in the collapse of our system. So I really do not know what this man has. We will have to wait and see where this guy is going with this. Maybe there's... No, 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 no. Let me not lie to you. We've been talking about the economy for a while now and we know that there is no way where this is going to go. Now, at the same time when this was going on, opposition members are going into a lot of uh, arguments amongst each other, the MDC Alliance, uh, MDCT, and so forth. So many conspiracy theories heading out. But you've heard enough from me all the time when I discuss these things. We need a banter. We need to talk with somebody else so that we actually get a balanced view on really what's going on. So our podcast uh, situations are going to be different from now on where we actually have conversations with somebody else. However, we have a lot more interesting topics that we're going to be discussing. Zimbabwe is currently interesting right now. The inflation rate is going on. And at the beginning of when we started our podcast, we kept telling you that it's the economy stupid. And exactly as it played out, it's the economy. As of today, Tuesday, uh, the rate, the foreign currency rate has been suspended. People, uh, our money changes have gone to ground as we speak. Uh, $2 note right now in Zimbabwe is worthless. You can't do anything with it. $5 note is worthless. You can't do anything with it. You start your transaction with a $10 Zimbabwe dollar note. So right now we are in that situation that we had been telling you as the podcast. We are unofficially right now one US dollar is a hundred RTGS, but you can't get that from anything on WhatsApp or it's just what people know. Basically, if you're going to actually sell your US dollar, you'll be selling it for about 80 to 85 dollars on the street right now but nobody's actually going to tell you that so officially we're at 100 we're looking at maybe 150 next week that's what i'm thinking our inflation keeps pulling out today tuesday why we decided to do the podcast today is because the forex auction opened today so we want to see whether or not this has been a game changer or this will be a game changer we may have to give it a few months 
to kick in. They tried it uh, during the Gono days and it failed. Not because the idea is bad, but because the mechanisms and the implementation is where they fucked up. So that's how they ended up going back to the dollarization. Key question here, my comrades, is have they learned their lesson? Are they not going to do the same mistake that they made in 2008 under Gono? Because other countries within Africa have actually managed to be successful in using this auction system. It's very well used in, uh, I think, Kenya and Nigeria. So it's another thing we're going to have to wait and see. But so for now, everything is on a chill pill. Uh, people are struggling. Uh, the retail sector has done some uh, crazy shit. Prices are rising every day. It's does now it doesn't matter whether you have US dollars or RTGS. The prices do not make sense. It looks as if uh retailers and business people are just taking on a huge surcharge to cushion themselves according to the erratic uh, uh variances that are happening when it comes to our inflation. So nothing is what it seems the prices that you see are not the actual prices everything is inflated but that's what happens when you're in inflationary uh, situation or inflationary economy again which comes back to my point of why is Mangudla still at the helm of RBZ does not make sense this is a commentary that a lot of people have been asking what does this man have that he still manages to still be at the helm of an organization that now that is causing this high inflation within our country so we just wanted to touch base with you as the revolutionary star tell you just a, a little brief of what's going on within the country um politically a lot of other changes have been happening uh there are some movements happening both within zanu pf and mdc the next two to three weeks or even the next month we are going to actually start seeing whether or not some of these consp- conspiracy theories we're, he- we're hearing about were actually true so we will be talking about that as well uh, and the corona we've uh, got six people that have died uh, two more cases were added to make it six from four besides that we are still under indefinite lockdown even though we know that there's no such thing as we mentioned in our podcast this is just a smart way of implementing a state of emergency and kudos uh, to our president who's managed to actually do that so now it is a common sight to see soldiers in the street we have now become acclimatized to that and i am still shocked that up until now no lawyer or human rights group has launched something in court in relation to the fact that this is unconstitutional so again it just goes to show that the government is thinking all this time when it was in corona they were actually thinking so even this economy thing they probably knew that they were going to be in this situation and their plan a plan b plan c's are there but usually with this government what i've noticed is that they end up using plan d the worst case situation is what they usually end up just as how we were telling you that this was going to last until june or august well lo and behold this is where we are but then instead of actually going with that they looked they found an indefinite way to actually put it in place draconian yes but this is what we need to realize as revolutionaries when we're analyzing the situation on the ground how do these people think once you know how people think you can be better to analyze and see how many steps ahead they're going to be
However, for today, this has become a super cabral. Just touching base with all the viewers globally, telling you that we are reformatting our podcast so that we now bring in other people who can help contribute to this podcast. And from podcast uh, 15 to 20, we will now have an integrated system where we now have conversations with people. And then after that, we just ask you to like and subscribe to all the platforms that we will be but for those who were the first originators who stuck with us thank you thank you thank you this is comrade super cabral signing out